0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Primetime Sports Podcast, hosted by Joey may So last night I recorded a quick episode before what was supposed to be the Yankees' Game 5 matchup versus the Guardians last night. Ended up being postponed till today. It is today at 4.07 p.m. on TBS, so just about a half hour from now. I'm going to give you another quick preview of the game, break down the starting pitches. One of them is the same as yesterday. One of them is not. So the benefit of having yesterday being canceled is the Yankees cannot pitch a different pitcher instead of who is supposed to pitch, James DeTayone. It will now be Nesta Cortez on the mound for the Yankees. On three days of rest, he will be pitching today. So today is the fourth day since he last pitched. I know when I used to pitch... It would be tough to go off a three days of rest. I mean, some tournaments and stuff, sometimes you'd have to pitch just a day after going seven innings. You might have to go an inning just to close a game. But I do know going off short rest, typically you don't last much. You don't last long, and your stuff just is not there like it would be off five to six days of rest. So Nesco has has only pitched one game in his career on three days of rest. It was September tenth, 2019, at Detroit. His stat line in that game, 2.1 innings pitch, so he only lasted two and a third innings, with six hits allowed four runs allowed, two of those being earned. Shane Bieber has never pitched on three days of rest, so I know a lot of people are talking about maybe the Guardians letting Shane Bieber start. But at the end of the day, it will not be Bieber. It will stay Savali on the mound. and I like Frank Hone's decision to stay with Aaron Savali on the mound. I do. And if you look at it, Savali can probably give you five to six innings. Bieber might only give you two to three. I think at the end of the day, if you get five to six innings solid out of one guy, you keep that guy in, and then you don't have to use the bullpen. Maybe Bieber could have gone the first three innings and Savalli could have gone the next three. But I like going Civelli. I have a good gut feeling here for the Guardians team going with Savalli on the mound. For Cortez in the postseason, he has made one start with a 3-6 ERA, allowing two runs and six hits allowed and in five innings pitched with three walks and three strikeouts. All of those stats come from his Game 2 matchup versus the Guardians in this same series. Aaron Savalli, as I said, will stay on the mound for the Guardians today, making his postseason debut on the mound, he was scheduled to pitch last night, but with the postponement, it was a toss-up between him and Bieber for today. I know the Yankees obviously switched up their game plan. The Guardians stayed with Savalli on the mound, which I, as I said now a million times. I'm a big fan of that. If you look at Civelli's stats from the year, you're going to think, oh, this guy's an average pitcher. But I think the end of the day, what you have to factor in is all the injuries he had. He could never stay consistently healthy, so it's really hard to get in a groove when you're only making two or three starts. You're struggling in one or two of those three starts, and then you get hurt again. Then you're right back to rehabbing, playing a triple A, and then trying to make your way back up. So he could never find a consistent foot on the mound this year. He couldn't stay consistently in the MLB this year with all the injuries. He was pitching in triple A a little bit, trying to get back through rehab with those injuries. So he just could not find his footing this year, health wise. But I think if you look at it, what he did last year, I think is what he could give you tonight. He was twelve and five last year on the mound, so twelve wins, five losses, with a three eight four ERA and twenty one starts on the year. This year, though, five and six record, five wins, six losses, with a four nine two ERA. And as I said, that we struggled with injuries and struggled staying healthy. So it's really hard to find consistency when you're injured, as much as Savelli was this year. So. I think he's going to have a good game tonight. I've always been a big fan of Savali. As I said yesterday, I a Northeastern University Husky. Pitched three years for Northeastern before being a third-round pick to Cleveland in 2016. If you look at what he did at Northeastern, he was dominant. 16-9 records, 16 wins, 9 losses, a 2.34 ERA. All of those coming in three seasons for the Huskies. He had 196 strikeouts in 192 and two-thirds innings pitched making 16 starts, and most of those coming as a junior in his third year at Northeastern. His junior year at Northeastern was his best one. That's the main thing that got him drafted, making 15 starts, a 9-3 record, with a 1.73 ERA and 121 strikeouts and 114 to third innings pitched, with a .927 whip. And as I said before a lot during the summer, I mentioned this, whip is walks and hits allowed per inning pitched. So that's just about less than one base run allowed per inning for Savali at Northeastern as a junior. He faced the Yankees twice this season, has an 0-2 record versus the Yankees, allowing 10 earned runs and 12 hits in 9 innings pitched with 3 home runs allowed, 9 strikeouts or 3 walks. He gave 2 home runs to Anthony Rizzo and then 1 to Giancarlo Stanton. I expect him today to pitch better to those guys now that he's healthy. And as I said yesterday, his last 4 games of the season, the regular season that is, he was great. Pitched great in his last 4 games of the regular season. That's really what you want to see from a consistency. From September 20th to October 5th, he made four starts with a 3 0 record in those four starts, with eight earned runs allowed and 22 innings pitched, with 23 strikeouts and just two walks. So you can tell that Savali really found his footing at the end of the season. Four starts, 3 0 record, 23 strikeouts to two walks, and 22 innings pitched with just eight earned runs allowed, with a 190 opponent batting average and a 327 ERA over those four starts. So he really found his footing, and I think that's going to play to Cleveland's favor today. I think Savali maybe goes five to six innings, giving them. Maybe one or two earned runs, six strikeouts, and a walk. I think that would be a great game for Saval, and I think Cleveland would be psyched with that as well. Honestly, I think they'd be happy with it. As for the Yankees, Aaron Boone announced that Jamison Tyone, who was supposed to start yesterday and then with the cancellation, could have started today. The Yankees ended up opting to start Nesta Cortez instead. Would pitch game one of the ALCS versus the Astros if the Yankees were to win today. So that is Tyone would be pitching game one of the ALCS versus the Astros if the Yankees were to win today. Aaron Boone announced that. Yankees ace Garrett Cole, who has been great in the playoffs, one of the best aces in baseball, and has pitched great in the playoffs. Really making his contract well worth it with how well he's been playing in the playoffs. You've seen a lot of aces get lit up in the playoffs, like Max Scherzer, for example, got lit up. Max Fried got hit around. Cole's been locked in. And one thing about Cole is he went in Game 5, or went in Game 4, so only two nights ago now, on Sunday night, and he told Aaron Boone yesterday that he was available in yesterday's do or die Game 5 off of just no days of rest. And now if you look at it, he would be ready tonight, too, I'm sure. If he was ready yesterday, have no days of rest. Now he's got one day of rest. Maybe he comes in for an inning and closes. Who knows? I mean, I know Madison Bumgarner did that in the World Series of the Giants before, but we'll see what happens here with Garrett Cole. But he did go on Sunday, seven innings with 110 pitches, giving up six hits, two earned runs, eight strikeouts, and one walk in Game 4 versus the Guardians. And so now I'm going to break down the lineups for each team, which I did yesterday, which... Similar lineups, not the exact same, though. I don't think. For the Guardians, leading off, we Steven Kwan playing left field. Ahmed Rosario playing shortstop, batting second. Batting third is star third baseman Jose Ramirez. Hitting cleanup is right fielder Oscar Gonzalez. Batting fifth is the DH Josh Naylor. Next up is Gabriel Arias, batting sixth, playing first base. Batting seventh is second baseman Andres Jimenez. Hitting eighth will be Austin Hedges. He will be doing the catching for Aaron Savalli in today's game. Last in the order is center fielder, Miles Straw. Then for the Yankees, leading off for the third game in a row is second baseman, Gleyber Torres. Batting second is the American League MVP, which is not official yet, but I'd imagine he wins it. Aaron Judge playing right field. Hitting third is first baseman, Anthony Rizzo. Batting cleanup is the designated hitter, Giancarlo Stanton. Next up, batting fifth is Josh Donaldson playing third base. Batting sixth will be the shortstop, Oswaldo Cabrera. Batting seventh is the center fielder, Harrison Bader. Hitting eighth is the catcher doing the catching for Cortez Jose Trevino and batting ninth rounding out the order is the center fielder Aaron Hicks so my prediction for today's game which I had a prediction yesterday and as I said yesterday I don't really have a favorite free the team I, you know, I don't have a favorite free the team not going to really care either way too much since obviously the Red Sox are out you guys know I like the Dodgers a little I like the Phillies the Phillies are the main team I'm rooting for and hopefully the Phillies win the World Series but I don't really have a Care for either team to win at the end of the day. I just want to see a good game of baseball. But now, with Aaron Savalli being on the mound in game five, I will be rooting for the Guardians to win today. Since he's a former Northeastern Husky, I'm going to stay loyal to those roots right there at Northeastern. As you guys know, I'm a big Northeastern baseball fan, so I'm hoping Savalli has a very good game today for that Guardians team. My prediction is the Guardians win a very close 5 4 ball game. And I'm, as I said, I'm rooting for Savalley to do well. Hopefully he goes five to six innings, giving up maybe two earned runs with six strikeouts to a walk and maybe five hits. That's a prediction right there, just of what I would hope would happen for Savelli. So some storylines and things to look out for or keep in mind. One thing to look out for is how Aaron Judge plays. He's hitting just 125 in the postseason this year with one home run, two runs batted in, nine strikeouts to one walk, which judge was so patient at the plate over the last month since he couldn't hit those home runs really with all the pressure was on him he was still walking a ton of getting on base now though in the postseason nine strikeouts to just one walk so he's not as patient at the plate as he typically is with a 489 ops which is very down for him considering how good of a regular season he had in a 176 on base percentage in his last 12 playoff games dating back to the 2020 playoffs to now so the last three years in the playoffs in 12 games Judges hitting an abysmal 140, seven hits and 50 at-bats with a 594 OPS, 4 home runs, 7 runs batted in, and 19 strikeouts to 5 walks. So he's really just been struggling over the last 3 years in the postseason, honestly his whole career. And I did a lot of these numbers today, I was crunching all these numbers up trying to figure out what I could talk about in this episode. Judges honestly struggled his whole career in the playoffs. From 2017 to now, he's hitting just 219-39 playoff games with 12 home runs. So his power is there in the postseason, which is nice. 12 home runs with 24 RBIs, 60 strikeouts with 24 walks, an 807 OPS, and 27 runs scored. So the power is there, but the 219 batting average has to be better, especially for a player of Judge's caliber. That Yankees team needs him to have a huge game today. They need it. And it would obviously shut down all the narratives that Aaron Judge can't play in the postseason. Hopefully, he changes that narrative around today. As I said, I do want Cleveland to win since I like Savelli, but I will be rooting for him to do well. I like Aaron Judge. I think he's one of the best players of baseball. Obviously, I think everyone knows that. He's a very respectable player, even though he's not of my Red Sox, not of the Dodgers. I've always liked Aaron Judge for the way he plays the game and how well of a leader he is for the Yankees team. He's a staple of New York baseball and, honestly, sports in general. So I'm rooting for Judge to do well today. Another thing to keep your eye out on is your colour Stanton hit a home run off Savelli in the regular season. So, hopefully Savelli figures that out today, but stands with struggling in the postseason. Hit just .083. .083 in the postseason with the home run, which is his only hit 3 RBIs and a 533 OPS. One guy in the Yankees that has been hot is center fielder Harrison Bader, leading the Yankees in the postseason batting average with a 286 batting average, leading the team in home runs with three, leading the team in RBIs with four, leading the team in slugging percentage with a 929 slugging percentage. No one even comes close after that. Rizzo has a 571 slugging percentage, not even close to Bader's 929 slugging percentage. And then he also leads the team in OPS. So Bader leads the team in OPS with a 1215 OPS slugging percentage, RBIs, home runs, and batting average. So I know at the end of the day, everyone talked about Jordan Montgomery trade to the Cardinals, and the Yankees got Bader back in return, a guy that was hurt for just about two months, last two months of regular season, since the trade deadline. He's coming up clutch in the postseason, similar to their Red Sox trade last year with Kyle Schwarber. The Red Sox didn't give up as much as the Yankees did. Obviously, Montgomery was more than the Red Sox gave up to get Schwarber in Boston, than the Yankees gave up to get Bader in New York. But at the end of the day, they have a similar effect. Both of them were hurt. Schwarber and Bader were both hurt the majority of the end of the regular season after the trade deadline, and then they came up big in the postseason. Obviously, it helped the Red Sox make a run to the ALCS, and we'll see what happens tonight with the Yankees maybe making a run to the ALCS themselves. One other thing to look out for is Aaron Savali, as I said, will be making his postseason debut. And this is the biggest start of his whole career. But this opportunity is something he's grinded for his entire life. You grind your entire life, high school, college, minor leagues, the MLB, you grind your entire life to get the ball in a game five Win or or go home, winner takes all, do or die, Game 5. You grind your entire career for this opportunity. You grind your entire career to just get this one chance in the biggest moment on the biggest stage to send your team to the ALCS for the first time since 2016. If you were to do it today and help the Guardians get there, it'd be their, their first time, Cleveland's first time in the ALCS since 2016. And they lost that year in the World Series to the Chicago Cubs, which I'm sure all you guys know. But a big start for Savelli. The Yankees have not made the ALCS since 2019. They lost in six games to the Astros in 2019. Obviously, the Astros had the whole sign-stealing scandal around then as well, so they were cheating against the Yankees then, I'm sure. Jose Ramirez has been electric in the postseason this year, hitting .333 for a batting average in six games with a home run, three RBIs, and an 876 OPS. So that's one guy to keep your eye on in that Cleveland lineup. Another guy, Stephen Kwan, their leadoff hitter, has a home run in the postseason. He's been hitting very well, honestly, the regular season at 298. also stole 19 bases. Very good baseball player, very underrated baseball player, especially considering he's a rookie and didn't get as much attention as he should have this year. And then the last guy I want to point out in that Cleveland lineup is Josh Naylor. Hitting just 222 in the postseason with one home run and three runs batted in and a 592 OPS. But he had some huge, huge clutch hits and big moments for Cleveland in the regular season. I expect him to be a guy to watch out for tonight in a big situation. If Cleveland gets a chance with a couple guys in scoring position, I wouldn't be surprised if he comes up to play and Naylor has a big hit. He had some big clutch hits for them in the regular season, and I think he could have another one tonight. Anyways, thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to this. As always, I appreciate it, and hope you guys have a good one. Thank you.